What is up, my friend? Welcome to the Anthony John Amix podcast. This is episode numero seis. Seis? Yep, that's six. That is what it is. Um, in this episode, I'm bringing you one of my best homies, Jonathan Heston, to share with you uh, the four steps to adding six figures to your business and then also scaling to seven figures and beyond. And this is a time proven framework that has really been forged in the trenches while coaching some of the best and the most elite in the industry. So you'll definitely want to listen to this episode uh, because the goodness that is going to flow out of the mouth of Jonathan Heston, I'm telling you, it has the potential to change your life and your business for the better. And uh, man, Jonathan is this just incredible, amazing human being. In fact, he's one of my favorite people on the planet because he's like the wizard behind the curtain for many of the top producers that you see in the high ticket coaching um, arena and the course creator space. He's the strategist behind a lot of what I do. He's the co-facilitator of one of my deep dive transformational events called the Uprising Adventure. He's a best-selling author. And on top of all of that, he's just like an amazing husband, an amazing father, and just like, man, this amazing friend. He's just like a really, really good dude, you know? I mean, he's the complete package when it comes to uh, being a married man who has a business and a family life, like just firing um, on all cylinders uh, so with that being said, like, let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Anthony John Amex podcast, helping entrepreneurs break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. Prepare to open your mind to the proven tactics and strategies the world's leading intellects have used to avoid a stagnant career and achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. It's time to increase your levels of power with your host, Anthony John Amex. All right, welcome back. Before I bring on today's guest, I want to let you know about a free community I've created with Jonathan to help entrepreneurs break through to new levels of income and impact. It's called Shift. And you can join that for free at www.ajamyx.com slash community. And you're going to want to do that because it's full of great training on marketing, sales, and mindset. And uh, man, people have told us that we should be charging uh, for how much value that we're giving away for free each week. So again, you can go grab that, go join ajamix.com slash community. It's 100% free, so make sure you make that happen today. Now, with that being said, let's bring on the master messenger, the wizard behind the curtain. The- Mr. Heston, what up, brother? What's up, man? How's it going? Awesome, dude. I get to come and do another episode from this beautiful kitchen here in Brushhaw, Romania that always looks like a bathroom. Uh, (laughs) but it's all good so it happens when you're moving like every month to a different place the background just is what it is if you're watching this on youtube i'm in a co-working space with the iron giant behind me your iron giant's awesome we got people working around me so there might be some background noise but i'm excited man awesome well dude i'm glad that you're on the podcast you're one of my favorite people um on the planet tell you this all the time and what's crazy to me is a lot of people probably haven't heard of you dude i'm like you like fly under the radar Yet, you're the wizard behind the curtain. I mean, lots of people do know of you, but a lot more people don't know of your genius. Um, but yet, you, you work with a lot of the top movers and shakers in the expert industry, coaching industry. So what are some of the coolest things that you're working on right now? Yeah, man, thanks. Um, I like to go deep with, with a handful of people. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, coolest things. Um, man, I'm really excited. I'm jamming with Moran uh, with acquisitions.com. We're really working on scaling that right now. Lots of paid traffic and... Uh, just got a sales team going, got a setter team going. Really excited about that. Solving some big problems right there. Awesome. Um, I'm excited to be working with Austin Holt uh, with Because Marriage Matters, Austin and Rachel Holt. Um, 
man, we just, uh, they came up with this awesome uh, connection card deck, which is like yeah. this game that you can play with your, your wife or your spouse or your partner. And uh, it just like has amazing questions that like really in like five, 10, 15 minutes bring people together. And it's, it's super fast and it's fun. And it's, like, I'm a guy and I like it. So that's, I can't wait to get it. I know it's waiting for me in Dallas. I get, I pick it up dude. in like three weeks or something. I can't wait to dive into it, man. Dude, it's awesome. Chloe and I love it. Um, so we just, uh, we just started doing paid traffic to that and uh, the numbers working really good so far. Awesome. Um, people are taking the bumps and everything. So um, that's exciting. Um, working on a book, you know, Business stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Going, going deep on life stuff too with some people. So yeah. Awesome, brother. Do. So today, dude, we're going to be talking about the four steps to adding six figures to business and then scaling to seven figures and beyond because that's, that's really what you help a lot of people do. And um, I know like what we're going to be getting into today is going to be probably uh, very different from a lot of what a lot of people have heard. But one thing that I do really, really appreciate and I really love about you is uh, you're 100% real, you're 100% just fucking honest and like open and vulnerable um, all the time. It's been my experience. And uh, so before we hop into the framework, it's going like, to totally blow people's minds. I want to dive into your story for a bit because I want people to see what it has taken up to this point for you to kind of have the wisdom um, that you have, right? So this game of creating freedom for yourself and leading your family, dude, it's been a journey. So what was life and what was a business like? for you prior to kind of discovering this four-step framework? Oh man, big question. Yeah, so um, I was homeschooled my whole life. So that, that was fun. Uh, did debate, homeschool debate, uh, learned public speaking there. So um, got married fairly young. Uh, Chloe and I have been married for 12 years. How old were you when you got married? I have two kids. Oh man, uh, like 22. Nice, that's awesome. Something like that. So. Um, yeah, Chloe and I have two kids, Gideon, who's four, Shiloh, who's eight. Really, my journey, um, at 13, an entrepreneur in my church, actually, um, really invested in me. He got me a John Maxwell book. He got me a Napoleon Hill book. And he was basically like, dude, you're a leader. Uh, read these. And kind of like around that time, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneur family, but around that time, I was like, man, I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to work for someone else. Um, I read those books. And I started a lawn care company <laughs> and uh, that was miserable. I basically, I, I made a lot of money through my teens, um, but it was golden handcuffs. Mm. And I really, I, it wasn't my zone of genius. And I eventually got depressed because like at that point in time, I just assumed entrepreneurship was like a service industry. Um, do you want to work with your hands, you know? Uh, sure. my dad grew up on a farm so we kind of had a farm for part of my childhood so just you know good honest hard work <laughs> show up and, and, and do it work with machines and tools and stuff so man by the time I hit 20 I was just I wasn't fulfilled at all and a lot of other stuff happened in my teens but basically um, I was like there has to be a better way uh, so I looked to internet marketing like I found internet marketing I found copywriting I really got my chops during copywriting uh, webinar stuff um, just dove into the internet marketing world. Um, started doing money and all that stuff, but still wasn't happy. And that's where I really dove into the personal development side. I think a lot of people, um, they run what's I call the success equation where it's like, hey, I'll be worthy of love and respect when I X, Y, and Z. And that X, Y, you know, that equation might be, you know, X is, you know, make a million dollars. Y could be like have an amazing family. Z could be like be a good Christian. Um, and they, their entire life, they're chasing that thing. So for me, that was definitely, oh, I want to be an, a successful entrepreneur. Um, but I think really part of the, part of the game of life is stepping back and like 
realizing that the success equation is bullshit. Like, <laughs> like you're here, like yeah. you've, you already have the gift of life. Like you're breathing, you're conscious. You have this awareness you're experiencing. Like you could have been a rock, you could have been stardust, you could have been a tree, but for whatever reason, the stardust that is you is breathing. It's conscious has one, has one race. You've already been given the gift. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing to defend. And when you can start from operating, operating from that place of, of not just the gift of life, but also the power of life. Um, I think the rest of stuff like seek first, the kingdom and everything will be added unto you. Like to me, that kingdom is that realization of the grace and the gift that life is. Awesome. There's a lot more to it. Um, so for me, I, I had I got to go on that journey because <laughs> I was like I was just depressed. I wasn't happy. I was you know young, married, uh, business stuff wasn't always working out. Like, and so I've been through the fire, man. Like, uh, I have a book called The Unmet Itself, and it, I think the first like the introduction or the or the first chapter really dive into like kind of what this state of things were like a car that has four hundred thousand miles on it, and like living paycheck to paycheck and just like really being in it as a, as a young husband and as a newly married couple um, and Chloe supporting me like, yeah, you got this, keep going. Um, but it not always being easy and sometimes sure. I'm going to go get a job and stuff like that. So, so yeah, man, it's been quite a journey, just lots of years and years of showing up and doing the work, not just, um, I don't mean that in a shame guilt driven way, but showing up and, and, and doing the work as it relates to your skills of business and more importantly doing the work to heal and bring a, a ton of love and grace to yourself mm -hmm. and tap into your infinite self tap into your your higher power if you will or, or tap into um, the deeper truth of who you are outside of your ego and outside of your guilt and shame and your mind games nice so, yeah. was, it, was it just like the money piece for you uh and the struggle around money that was kind of the catalyst for you diving into the personal development and you diving into the really the deep stuff that moved the needle for you or was it something else no not at all like that to me um no nah, it wasn't just the money piece i mean that was part of the challenge but i knew it was it was way deeper stuff it was just like you know my relationships like you can all like the way you relate with others especially those that are close to your heart especially yeah. those that you care about is a really good reflection and barometer and, and thermostat of like how you're relating with yourself on a deep level mm. and, and how much you have your potential cap. <laughs> a lot of people can like crush it in business for a long time, but if like, you know, I've been here on different levels, right? So I'm not saying this out of judgment, but like there, there's walls up around their heart and sure. they don't want people into that because as soon as they do, it's like their Achilles heel and they know that like they can only sustain one ball in the air at a time. And, um, there's just a whole nother level of fulfillment and excitement and peace and joy on the other side. It's not easy, yeah. but I think like once you're on your deathbed or once I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to look back and just feel way more. Um, yeah, I lived, I lived the way that I was called to live. Awesome. Man. Um, the way my heart wanted to live on a deeper level by stepping into those uncomfortable areas. So since you stepped into those uncomfortable areas time and time and time again, I mean, every day, right? And you've really kind of discovered this thing uh, that you call the freedom flow framework, which we're going to be diving into and unpacking everything that's about. But what is life and business like on the other side um, of that where, you know, you went from success equation driving to now being like, I'm good. I have nothing proved, nothing to defend. You're definitely just creating as an overflow of your gift of life, I guess, like your purpose. Um, what's like, what's life like on the other side of that? Well, first of all, I, like, there's not a magic pill. There's not a magic solution. So 
I don't want to sit here and be like, hey, I've got it all figured out. Like, I don't. Um, there's tools and there's principles, and if you leverage them and dive deep into them and trust them, um, they will pay off for you long term. And uh, this framework is my attempts to capture like what has been working for me, what has worked for for my clients on different levels, and to kind of capture some of those principles in like an easy to be, easy to understand um, way and easy easy to visualize way. But at the same time, like for me, um, I'm navigating navigating storms right now that like I wouldn't have been able to navigate five years ago, 10 years ago. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I'm at peace. Um, I like myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. When I, when I decide I want to do something, I create it. I open doors easily. Um, work isn't tough. It's not, it's not hard. Um, you know, there's money's a whole lot different. We're living, we've moved to a place that we love. We're, we're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in the in nature, in the mountains. Um, moved halfway across the country. Uh, I love who I am as a father, as a husband. Um, so I don't have everything figured out. I don't. And, and really things are just beginning um, on different levels. And so I think humility is like my favorite definition of humility is from uh, Christopher. And I believe you might be having him on your podcast or you have on your podcast. Yeah. Um, amazing so guy. Yeah. Amazing brother. Um, but he talks about humility. I think he's the first place I heard this definition where humility is openness to learning. So um, the more that I, <laughs> the more I step into humility, the more I realize, the more I know, the more I don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and say I know all the answers, but I do know some core principles that if, you know, if I share them, try them on, if they, if they work for you, amazing. If not, then awesome. let me know what is working for you. <laughs> so let's dive into these principles. And this is definitely a common thread uh, with the guests so far in the show. It's principles, 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 principles. Uh, mm -hmm. So I hope people are picking up on that. So it seems like a lot of people in the industry, uh, they're focusing on pretty much three of your four steps or three of the four principles, right? But many people are kind of missing the boat on this crucial first step. So um, we're going to get into all four steps of uh, the Freedom Flow Framework, but let's start with the first steps. Like, what is the first step called, and why is it so important for entrepreneurs to address it? Yeah, so it's a great question. So let me just give you the 30,000-foot view cool. of, of what it is, and then we can dive into each one. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Cool, awesome. So there's, there's basically four steps, and these words encompass a whole lot of different ideas and principles and concepts, but I think simplicity is powerful. So four things. Shift. And as a business owner, you want to be thinking about these four things. Shift, sell, systematize, and scale. Like if you're really wanting to break through that solo entrepreneur level and get to the level where you're scaling, get to the level of true freedom, where you're not like hustling all the time, you're actually in a place of, of freedom. Um, you're not just trading time for money. But you, and, and more importantly, I think, I think freedom isn't just, you know, a lot of, especially in the coaching industry, um, people think equate money to freedom. But if you're building a brand that is you and relies upon you all the time, you actually don't necessarily have a business like the Robert Kiyosaki framework. Cash, yeah, cash flow quadrant. Cash flow quadrant. Yeah, yeah, like you're, you're still self-employed, right? Like you're not actually in a business. A business is, is an asset that is working for you and generating value in the world with or without you. And it's something that like you could ideally be able to pick up and just like sell to someone else if you wanted to. So, so going back to the four steps, we got shift, we have sell, we have systemize, we have scale. Um, and really this is a cycle. It's, it's, it's almost like an upward spiral, spiral where you are cycling through these four things over and over and over again as you're going and expanding. Um, and when I look at 
you know, I've, I've coached, I've supported, I am supporting people through all the different levels and, you know, people that are doing seven figures plus we got people that are just starting out with their first offer, just closing their first few clients. Um, and I've, I've helped hundreds of people from the variety, like throughout the entire spectrum. And one thing that I've noticed is when you realize that this is just a process and a system and a, and a cycle, it's, it's really helpful because it's not like, it's not like you're going to shift and then arrive or sell and then arrive or systemize and arrive or scale and arrive. It's like you're, you're, you're going through all four over and over and over. And the nuances of how those look at different stages um, are different. And I'll, I'll speak to those in a second, but, um, but just a, being aware that this is happening is really, really helpful. So let's talk about each one. So the first one um, is, is shift. And shifting is, I really believe, just like, just like your eye lets in everything that you see. If you imagine that your, your eye had a black and white filter on it, so everything, all you saw was gray tones, you didn't see any color, and you heard about you want red, you want blue, um, and you went and tried to find something that was red and blue and you talked to people I'm like, hey, can I buy something that's red and blue? Or can I travel over here and find something that's red and blue? Like you're never gonna be able to experience red and blue until you realize that, oh, I have a black and white filter. I'm wearing glasses that turn everything gray or black and white or whatever. Like by the same token, as a business owner, everything in your business is flowing through you. And what you know you don't know and what you know you know is the stuff that you can control. Like if you don't know that you know, you can you you have an element of control because you can you can plead ignorance. If you know you know, then you have an element of control because you you know you know what you're doing to a degree. But as you're stepping into the edge of your comfort zone and you're playing on your edge, right? What's at the edge of your comfort zone is the stuff that you don't even know that you don't know. That's the stuff at the edge of your comfort zone. And if you are changing and stepping into territory that you have never experienced and that you know you didn't grow up in you don't have knowledge around and you you're you're at the edge of your comfort zone and you're doing new things that you haven't ever done one of the first things that has to happen is your internal shifts your internal understanding about what is possible for you your internal under like diving into what you know you don't know and more importantly diving into what you don't even know that you don't know yeah. Right. Yeah. And like playing in that space and being able to have the internal capacity, fortitude and integrity and being able to source your joy, happiness and peace in that storm, in that place of discomfort, if you will, in that place where your, your quote unquote ego can't necessarily control what's going on. Um, and so for me, leadership really starts internally. It starts with the ability to have the awareness of what is going on, both your conscious and subconscious on different levels and have the power to make the decisions to shift that relationship um, with yourself and with others and with your, your situation and your perspective to shift those things to find a sh the, the path to the result that you want. Without the procrastination, without the information gathering, without the self-doubt, without the whiffle and waffling, but like making the decision and taking the action. I mean, it's really easy knowledge we all, we all know what to do, right? The challenge is doing what we know. <laughs> so true. So true, so, man. And before and we that, hop into the second step, like I want to, I want to like kind of unpack this a little bit more and, and okay. really kind of anchor like why is this so important for entrepreneurs to get? Because 
I feel like there's, there's a handful of people somewhat talking about this in the marketplace right now. They're just using different words like self-sabotage or your unconscious belief patterns or your thought patterns or your mindset or whatever. And I feel like, I don't know, my story is, maybe this is my projection on the marketplace, maybe, is that people just discount it. They're like, yeah, this sounds good. I'll get to it one day. But, you know, let me go sell some shit. Let me go systematize some shit. Let me go, you know, scale a business to whatever. And then, you know, maybe when it's convenient, I'll get to that, that weird unconscious shifting who you are identity stuff, you know? But um, I feel like they're not taking it serious. So why is it so, so important? Because I see people all the time, they justify where they're at rather than doing this deep work that is the movement, the needle, uh, the mover of the needle, so to speak. Yeah, man, so it's not sexy. Like, so the reticular activator in the brain. So, so there's two, I, ha I have two really high values. I have this inner game stuff, right? And then I have like business and does business work. Like, do you get results? Is it measurable, tangible and all those things? So, so let's talk about the marketing side. Like the reticular activator in the brain likes specifics. It likes details. It likes stuff that's tangible. So if you're looking at something that's like, hey, increase your sales by $100,000 every month, that's going to be very enticing if you believe that money is the issue, right? And a lot of people look at the problem and they don't look in the mirror. They look at like, hey, what do I want? Oh, I don't have this money. I want cash flow. I want leads. I want whatever. And so like it's very easy, myself included, all of us, it's very easy for us to go to this place of like, oh, there's something tangible, measurable, specific, let's go there. The inner game stuff, like it's really hard to put tangible, measurable, specific yeah. stuff on inner shifts, right? Like we can talk about really specific examples of like, cool, like can you be, have a sweaty palm conversation with your lover and come out on this other side more connected or do you have a sweaty palm conversation and you both shut down and then there's just like this dead space between you and then you feel alone and she feels alone or, or whatever the situation might be, like, it's really tough to paint specifics or like walking into the room and owning that environment, owning that space, not showing up the perfect Finley thing, but just being you and like bringing your genius to the table, whether it's accepted or not. Um, leading the room, being the person in the room that like leads the room. Like it's tough to really um, to paint specifics around that. However, um, Generally, when people realize that this is the truth is when, when they, they really chase the, the strategies and the tactics and it, either they make it, quote unquote, and they're miserable, they're burned out, they're unfulfilled, they're not happy, and they want to burn everything that they worked so hard to get to the ground. Or they like change the game. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, it's not, I, I'm not going to be happy at a million. I, I need 10 million, right? And that burnout phase is normally when they're like, um, or they just kind of listen to wisdom and look at what everyone who actually has, like if you look at the people that actually have what you want, I would invite you to consider that it's not just about the money or the status or the stuff. It's about how they relate with other people and how they relate with themselves. And like all the stuff, like we just want it because we believe it'll make us feel a certain way. So if we can hack that feeling, imagine how much more powerful it we can create from that place and really find what's true to us in our alignment, not what the world says we should do, not what other people think that we should do. Um, so that's my first take. My second take on why this, like a lot of people get stuck on this is because they just think they're doing it. Um, this is one of those things because it is kind of not as tangible and it's a little bit harder to understand. Like 
there's catch-all terms in the marketplace that people just believe that they're they're doing it like oh yeah i work on my mindset so positive yeah. affirmations or journaling yeah. or meditation or whatever so it's like oh it's a mindset thing yeah and it, um breath work like there's just different things for people like oh no i understand this i'm already doing it i'm already done the work on it um and yes all that stuff is good but there's just so many deeper layers on it that um, i would just invite people to consider that if if you're not in a place of amazing trust and respect for yourself in a place of amazing power and decisiveness and certainty as you're creating then perhaps the vehicles to get there such as like the catch-all like mindset or positive affirmations or lots of meditation or whatever perhaps there's more to it than just what some of those um you know toby tony robin-ish sure. um type of things <laughs> um yeah. are really proposing so. yeah so good i know i'm at a place man where i'm finding myself almost once a year, like setting a target in this area of my life where I'm like, how could I dive into an insecurity of mine in a very powerful experiential way where sometimes I'll make an investment to go to the event. And it, for me, since, you know, for those who listen to episode number two in human design, my authority is sacral. So I'll figure out what's a fuck yes and fuck no for me. And if it's a fuck yes, I just go do it. And mm-hmm. often I'll, I'll spend, you know, $5,000, $2,000, $3,000, but I don't even know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like some people are like, well, what's, what, what are you going to do when you get there? I don't know. Well, what are you going to learn? I have no idea. Like it's totally just diving into um, the unknown, but I, I do find for myself time and time and time and time again, it, it makes my life better. It makes my marriage better. It makes my friendship with people like you um, deeper and closer. It, it makes me more money. Like it, it translates into more uh, business results. And so for me, it's almost kind of this game of like, okay, Where's the dark pit we get to go explore this year? You know, so um, it's really fun, man. It's really fun. I love it. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm the same way, man. And I, I honor you for that. Like it's so true. And I mean, I think that leads to the third reason, right? So if the first reason um, is just like it's not sexy, but the second reason is, is you know it's hard to understand the tangibility sure. of how powerful this is. Like, but here's the thing. I'll I'll say this. Like on that first reason, it's hard to understand the tangibility. It makes sense, though. If you change and transform yourself, you will change and transform everything you relate to. Yeah. Period. End of story. It's the most powerful level, lever, lever that you can pull in your business and your life and everything. The second thing, though, um, is like this belief that, like, hey, we already, we're already doing it, right? Um, there's that. Then the third, and I think you just nailed it, is that, like, it's scary, man yeah it's scary <laughs> like it's like our pride doesn't want to die our ego doesn't want to die we don't want to go to places that like feel painful or scary or unknown and it's the true playing on the area where you don't know what you don't know it's yeah. the true stepping into that on a much deeper level than turning on an ad set that you don't know if it's going to perform because this is identity level stuff like we, this is this is stuff that like we form our identity around subconsciously and consciously so yeah, man, I honor you for stepping into the fear, man. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. You know, I'm just trying to embody embody the message as much as possible. Uh, one, because I, I believe it wholeheartedly. It's transformed my life. So what I'm hearing you saying is the shifting thing. It's, it's, it is shifting the way that you see and think about the world. But it's also shifting, um, not just on a yearly basis, on a daily basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis. Anytime, you know, you're hitting a, a pattern, some feedback that's not serving you. Oh, man. It's yeah. just like, man, I, I need to shift who I'm being, um, which is maybe a capacity to hold stress. Maybe it's 
the ability to communicate things that trigger us, um, figuring out why we're so triggered, which, you know, I talked about this with Christopher in episode number four, going back to childhood stuff, but it could be even trauma in our young adult life or stuff that happens today or tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. um, yeah, so that's cool, dude. So that's step one, shifting who we are. So what is the second step that you talk about um, sell? What do you mean by that? Cool. So if, if, if you have a business, if you want to have a business, you want financial freedom, then having the, the control, if you will, um, or the ownership of, of providing value to the marketplace in exchange for funds, in exchange for finances. So selling is really um, scaling that ability to offer value to the marketplace um, and get paid for it. Um, there's way, <laughs> there's a lot to that, like especially sure. if you're starting out in business, there's a lot of skills, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of internal shifts that you have to make. And I wanna, I wanna go back to shift really quick because sure. yes, it's not just about this like do it once a year thing. It's like the skill of having that awareness 24, like during your entire experience of life, having that awareness ongoing and then using that awareness to shift back into a place of power consistently over and over, day after day, hour after hour. So when something derails you from the place of your power, your core power, your certainty, all those things, having that awareness, moving through that and then getting back to that place. Um, so an example, like if you haven't ever been around entrepreneurship and you're not accustomed to owning your value and selling your value, then obviously you're gonna have to shift your perspective, your mindset, your, your certainty, your capacity, um, your, your self-respect and all of those things. You're gonna have to shift a whole bunch of stuff internally to be able to even go out into the marketplace and sell yourself your value and what you're worth to the marketplace yeah. Yeah. and to speak to the marketplace in a way in which they actually want to buy learning those skills so selling is like there's a lot there there's finding your offer um finding the the product market match matching market sophistication um selling it in, in, in a place where like you're, you're actually running a business instead of doing a charity work yeah. um that you're actually aligned to your dreams and your future and you're not misaligned and you're building something that's going to just destroy you um, in the long run. So there's a lot there with selling. Um, it kind of depends on like where you're at in entrepreneurial stage and journey, but selling is essentially finding that match, that offer and, and, and getting paid for it and bringing that. So good. Yeah. Market. And your messaging, speaking to the specifics in the messaging piece and pricing. Yep. It was funny. We had a client uh, in the shift community, actually in the group that we run, we did a hot seat. And one of the ladies wanted to come in and it was definitely a sell piece uh, where she's like, well, what do I, what do I charge? I just can't seem to figure out the charge. I just want to go out and save everybody. And so really we had to go back to step one, which was shifting her identity and her deep work part that was keeping her from charging the $5,000 price point, which was totally relevant because she's, she was adding, you know, anywhere from a hundred thousand to $500,000 to a business with her, her expertise. And uh, so it's totally worth $5,000. No problems. You can charge yeah. more. Right. She was afraid to leave her family behind. And so like, you know, so many people would be like, well, just sell it for $5,000. And you could tell her that all day long, but if somebody wasn't there to help her do the deeper work, the shift work, to help her see like, hey, here's your black and white filter that you have across your eyes, and then remove it and then put in a new filter, she would never want to unsell anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so just, those, these are kind of how the dance happens between the shift and the sell through this whole whole framework and the and the dance, um, it's one of the things that are really valuable, like what you're you're talking about here, man. So good, so good, yeah. And it, and again, like it never ends. It's not like oh, you got this shit. Yeah. It's like she shifted for five, right? Yep. But then let's say she scales and brings on her first team member. That's a leadership shift. 
Yep. She scales and she does a huge partnership. That's another shift. Like there's like, it never ends. It's this constant cycle. So cool. So that's so, um, there's a lot in there. Um, obviously it's market validation. It's, it's product market match. It's, it's the copywriting. It's the, the pricing the offer, like all that stuff. There's all the marketing psychology, a lot of that's in sell. But yeah, so good. marketing and sales, I call it, by the way. So, so that's, the, that's the selling piece. So let's move on to the third step of this never-ending, expansive spiral. So we're talking about systematize. So what, what, what the world do you mean by systematize? So systematize is really the, this is where the business starts to become a business apart from you. I mean, if, if you don't have systems in a business, then just have you. And the systems is like what you can sell, if you will. <laughs> so as a business owner, like if you're really pursuing financial freedom, um, you want to be thinking in terms of like, is this something that, am I growing something that I can eventually sell? Am I growing an asset that can generate income and provide value in the world with or without me? And yes, as the leader, you can continue refine and enhance how it does that. But can you step away and is it still providing value? without you being there day to day. And so systematize is really the beginning foundation of making sure that like the business is an entity of its own that's gonna be providing that value with or without you. Um, so often, and I think, I think what the shift the sell and the systemize and scale is, is gonna be different depending on where you're at in business. Yep. So obviously like if you're just starting out in business, then shifting into the, the mindset of an entrepreneur, shifting into owning your value, shifting into um, owning, like owning your price point and your worth and knowing how to speak about that. Um, but let's say, let's say you're doing 20, 30, 40 K a month. That shift is going to be completely different. That shift is going to be more about your leadership. It's going to be more about delegation and trusting other people. It's going to be more about like the bigger vision and, and going after bigger dreams that you never, like two years ago, you never even imagined were possible. Yeah. Um, it's going to be about like not being overwhelmed. It's going to be about taking care of yourself. So you, and filling your own glass and stepping away from all of the stuff over there and being present with your wife or present with your kids, or your family. So, I mean, each of these are different depending on what level you're at. Totally. Um, but like with systemize, you know, depending on what level you're at, this is systemizing your marketing and your selling. Um, it's systemizing your offer delivery. Um, it's, it's systemizing your backend operations. Um, it's really, it's really putting the the step-by-step -step details in place um, so that this thing can run without you as a business owner doing everything and wearing all the hats. So good. I have a, a client I'm coaching in Australia right now. He wanted to go, he's already done 10, 15. He wanted to go to 30. Uh, and I, as I was coaching him, I had a feeling, uh, and so I checked in, I had a feeling that if we went to 30, everything was going to break. He's a mortgage broker. It requires a lot of paperwork. So mm -hmm. I was like, yo, dude, uh, let's say we turn this funnel on and you get 30 K tomorrow. Can you fulfill all of it? He's like, no, I'm like, okay, we got to get you a VA before, before we, uh, <laughs> before we do this whole lean funnel thingy. And he was like, yeah. And that, that, that week, uh, just due to referrals, he brought in like $15,000 worth of business, like just that week. And he was like, dude, such a timely conversation. I'm so glad we have that. VA. <laughs> like it's already starting to help me so much. You're so right. I, I couldn't have handled 30 K. And you know, I see these, these posts sometimes from, uh, from certain people, um, they'll share, you know, five years ago, they, they scaled their business up to a million dollars or 2 million or 4 million, but then it completely broke uh, because they yeah. didn't have these systems in place to deliver 
um, to be able to bring on the team members so they knew what, what was going on. Because I think so much, you know, entrepreneurs are not, at least I'm not, I'm not a systems guy. Uh, it's something that yeah. I, I get to learn, you know, how to do better and better and really take that skill set on or hire somebody to do that skill set for me, right? There's multiple paths up the mountain. But um, it's super important because you could, like you said, you could sell, sell, sell and scale, scale, scale. And it could just completely self-sabotage and break. We had another dude, man, uh, just kind of giving people an example. Because he was at that uh, 30K mark, every now and then hitting 50. And then, but he kind of would hit his lower limit. Um, you know, he had an upper limit and a lower limit. And his lower limit was around 10K. And he's like, oh, fuck this. Can I get back to work? And yeah. he would never hire somebody. Like, you'd be like, dude, just fucking hire somebody to ship your books. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he'd justify why he didn't need to do that. And then as we dove deeper, it was really coming back to the shift work because he just didn't trust anybody because he had been fucked over by people he had respected in his childhood so much that he then carried that wound. And, and this was totally in a place of he had no idea that was happening, right? But it was. And then that was translating, ultimately keeping him from systematizing the offer delivery, which was costing him $20,000 a month or more, right? Because he wasn't shifting at the deep, deep level of like, hey, dude, people are good. Like, there's, learn how to communicate your truth, learn how to set clear agreements, right? Systematize, you're, you're good. And now he's doing that. And I think he's already sold 200 books, I think. Like, he's selling 100 books a day or 50 books a day or something some crazy number of books that are all very profitable, like $200 a book. It's crazy, man. It's amazing. So, so that's the systematized and just giving people some context on just kind of how it's like, okay, shift, sell, systematize. And sometimes you have to like, oh, and then like filter back through uh, really quickly. And this is why it's the ever evolving spiral. So what is this fourth step? Talk about scale. Uh, I think you talk about like hitting the gas pedal and delegation. Like what is this scale piece? Yeah. So again, like going back through like hitting I want to, this is why shift is so important. It's not just a, an arrival thing, right? It's not like, Oh, I'm done with shift. Now I've got to sell shift is the skill, the ongoing skill day in, day in and day out to, to have that, to be able to just to shift, right. And to get back into a place of power. Selling is the ongoing process of finding something the market wants, the value selling it, et cetera. Systemizing is the foundation that supports selling and the delivery of all of that. Sometimes that means hiring lots of people, um, like hiring five setters and three or four closers. Um, sometimes that means making sure your offer delivery is scalable, like it's in a group coaching format if you're a coach or you have some evergreen stuff supporting you. Um, sometimes it means if you have a community manager, an ops team, a VA, an executive assistant. All of those, those three things provide the foundation. If you're able to shift reliably, you have the self-awareness and the ability to shift. If, you're able, if you have a product that has been proven in the marketplace, and people are consistently with good numbers and good metrics are consistently buying the, the, the offer is attractive. They're buying the offer and you have, you have a product moving. Awesome. Then you can start systemizing that systemization provides the foundation and scaling is really about hitting the gas pedal. It's really about, okay, cool. We have the foundation in place, the leadership foundation in place, the selling foundation in place, the systemization foundation in place to really support. And you start asking the question, okay, cool. We're doing, you know, we're doing 100K a month right now. What breaks if we do 500K a month? Or we ask the question, you know, we're doing 10 right now, 10K a month right now. What breaks if we do 50K a month right now? And that's really where scale, like scaling is like pushing that gas pedal and just starting to ask those tough questions, identifying holes. And they're going to be with shift selling or systemized, identifying those holes, patching them up, and then putting on the gas. 
Um, and so many people <laughs> scale before they can shift. They scale before they have something that they can sell consistently. They scale before they have the systemization piece. There's so many people out there selling, scaling, lead flow, all those things, and they're not giving the foundation, and it, it, it is breaking people. Um, it may work for a little while, but then like they're miserable, they're burned out, they hate their job, they hate their clients, and it is a job because they haven't systemized. <laughs> um, they're second guessing what they're selling, they're changing what they're selling at the same time as they're trying to scale, and it's just it can get like super messy. And so, um, obviously, there's nuances. This is all just a growth journey. Um, you're never going to be a perfect shifter. I'm not, or a perfect seller. I'm not perfect at systemizing. I'm not perfect at scaling but the awareness that this is part of the journey and part of the game is so important awesome man and then well, no another story i'm just trying to get people some illustrations that comes to mind on scaling a guy was at a place doing about 40 and he really wanted to go to like 100 and he was at a place where he's like okay i think we're gonna go invest fifteen thousand dollars into a mastermind i was like okay man that could be a good thing for you but just a quick question like what are you gonna learn from the mastermind like what are you gonna get out of it he's like I don't know, probably learn some lead flow stuff and sales and marketing. And I'm like, okay, well, you just invested 15K to learn sales and marketing, and it took you from 15K to 40K. So what are you going to learn there that you haven't already learned? And he's like, good point, probably nothing. I'm like, yeah. So how about you take that same $15,000, and rather than spending it on another mastermind or coach, like, you know, coaching, uh, like information, how about you put it into ads and put your ass on the line to scale? He's like, ooh, that's scary. I'm like, exactly. And that's the place you need to shift go. So time. <laughs> you shift time. That's right. It's like you either learn to trust and respect yourself and trust what you've built and your systems that you have in place, or you don't. Otherwise, you're just going to stay in this constant loop. You call it the information trap uh, yeah. where you're going to learn, 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 but you're really not going to go create what you want. And that was a big breakthrough for him. Like we know all this stuff, exactly. but no, he's not the problem doing what we know, right? <laughs> exactly. And, it's, and it's so, I love that example and story because it's so true that that's, that's exactly why the shifting is so important. And again, shifting is that ability to play in that place where you don't know what you don't know and to like really push those edges and push. And so many people waste so much money trying to buy the comfort of avoiding the shift and they think more knowledge about the selling or more knowledge about the systems or more knowledge about the scaling is going to bring that comfort and it won't. You need the inner skill of just like diving in and playing. And sure, like sometimes assimilation, like sometimes you're in an environment with everyone's doing it, you're the odd one out, you're eventually going to just like suck it up and do it, right? But <laughs> it's way easier, like instead of trying to buy your way into those environments your entire life, it's way easier to just learn the skill to be the leader. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's probably a lot cheaper too, actually. Over the long, like over the long run, yeah, a lot cheaper. <laughs> so good. Totally. So this is kind of the framework, man. The shift, the sell, the systematize, and the scale piece. Yep. Guaranteed to take people way past six, multiple six figures. I mean, just... I've seen time and time again, shift and sell takes people to six figures, like $100,000 a year. And then yep. you, you bolt on the third and fourth step of the systematizing and the scaling. I mean, it's multiple, multiple six figures. But how does this start like changing a little bit? I know it's the same framework, but it's, it's a bit different game when we start scaling seven figures and beyond. So how does this apply to shift, you know, really scaling into seven figures and beyond? 
Yeah, there's this, like, especially when you start to systematize and you bring in team members and you start to delegate and all those things. As a leader, one of the things that I think is really important is that you start to realize that you're shifting, you're selling, you're systemizing, and you're scaling actually is. So let's say your first six figures, your first, like, yeah, 15, 20K months, right? You're starting to hit that sustainably and consistently. That is. Um, that shift selling, systemizing and scaling, most of those shifts, the selling, the systemizing and scaling is very outward facing. It's, it's about how can we get more leads? Um, as a leader, you're solving those challenges. You're, most of your shifts are gonna be how you're showing up and, and being seen by the world, um, how you're selling to the marketplace, how your product is interfacing with the marketplace, what's your you know, webinar, your copywriting, all that stuff. Um, systemizing, it's about how do you support clients, it's about how you systemize your marketing and sales. Um, how you systemize delivery, all that stuff. And then scaling is like, how do we get more people through that flow, right? Um, so it's very external facing. But as you, as you start to scale um, into the higher numbers, as a leader, that shifting and selling and systemizing and scaling, it's not focusing on the market as much. It's actually focusing on your team. Mm. It's a you shifting as a leader to lead your team. It's you helping your team make shifts. And helping your team learn those skills and it's you selling your team on your vision selling your team on serving because your team is the one interfacing with the marketplace so you're the one that's really nurturing your team so you're selling your team your vision all the time you're selling them on the future they're selling them on um, how they're changing lives etc 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 and then you're systemizing like you're thinking about how can you systemize the leadership of your team how can you systemize how your team is working and optimizing your team so that your team can effectively do shift sell and systemize and scale to the marketplace. And then how can you scale your team? How can you bring in more people to support your, your key players? How can you bring in more people to support? Um, and that like whole paradigm shift is really huge. You're still doing shift sell, systemize and scaling, but it's, it's more of an internal team focus. Not to say you don't interface with the marketplace you do as a leader, but really uh, the most powerful leaders, they invest in their, key team members and then their key team team members are the ones that are delivering that value to the marketplace on, on a huge level um so really that that transition happens um yeah as, as you start to grow and scale and as you really start bringing in a team it's just a whole different mindset shift like it's a huge internal shift because you know we go ham on <laughs> on selling systemizing and scaling the marketplace right but then it's like okay at some point in time you get to do that but your target market is your team. Mm. Supporting your team. And, and you talk about, you know, really great leaders invest, make investments into kind of key people on their team. What are some of like, what's an example of some of those investments? Oh, like listening, being present, um, giving them skills, like the internal, especially the shift skills. Like a lot of people invest in the, in the, the, the skill of the work, right? Like, Oh, let me teach you how to sell better. Let me teach. But like, if you could give people the ability to shift and take responsibility and, and, help your team members play on that edge and be comfortable on that edge and, and manage their state and their body set and their mindset, all that stuff. Um, incredibly, incredibly. That's what makes the difference between an A player and a B player on a team is, is their capacity to do that. And then when you can nurture that capacity, I mean, like the sky's the limit on what you can do, especially if you're selling the vision and they're bought in and they believe in you and they believe in what you're doing and what they're doing and, and, and they see the payoff for them and what's for them and all those things. Um, and then you're, you're helping them systematize so they're not, they're not in the weeds. Um, 
and you're helping them scale, giving them support and everything. So I, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah. So are you seeing these leaders like in, um, invest? Like, are they paying to send these employees, like their team members, to events to learn the skill sets, or are they are they you know they're doing their work and then, so they're reaching back and holding meetings internally to then teach? Like, I'm trying to get all a little of the, bit more specific. Okay. Yeah, all of the above. Um, I mean, number one, like people are going to do what you do. Yeah. They're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. Um, so when you can lead by example, and your way of being sets the tone, sets the standard, sets like this, the standard of excellence. Um, and, and I don't mean that to be like, oh, you got to do everything perfect. But like the way that you own your mistakes is going to train them and teach them by your beingness of how they can own their mistakes. The way that you take responsibility, they're going to take responsibility. And you can call them to different standards and principles and teach them that. Um, by, by not just your words and your trainings and being present with them and caring for them and empathy and all that stuff, but by your example. Um, so yeah. What do you see are some common pitfalls that are keeping a lot of entrepreneurs like totally stalled out, burnt out, and kind of just reaching this place of freedom? I mean, many people are in this game to experience freedom. So like, what do you feel are some pitfalls, some mistakes you're experiencing? <laughs> Yeah, so there's pitfalls in every single one of these areas. There's lots of pitfalls. Um, ultimately, it comes back down to the skill of shifting, um, the openness to learning and the ability to shift um, and, and really prioritizing that because that's the 80-20, I think, for everything. Um, like if, if that's taken care of, then the other pitfalls are very short, quick, solved quickly. Um, but so the skill of, of that awareness and shifting that awareness and healing stuff ongoing and playing in that, on that edge that's like huge, that absolutely the marketplace doesn't value, doesn't see, doesn't understand. Um, and everything comes back to that, in my opinion. So that's the first one. Um, in selling, if you're just starting out, it's not fully understanding the market state of awareness or sophistication um, and not really validating your idea and your offer and, and in a way pre-selling it um, before you're trying to systemize and scale. So I think... Um, that's a big mistake that I see and also just owning your power and your value. I'm sorry for all the background noise. There's a big event that's started out over here. Um, but like often people underprice, um, they don't, they don't develop the skills to own their value and, and on their price point. Um, if you're, if you're scaled pretty far and you're doing uh, several K a month, um, and you have a team and everything, probably the biggest pitfall that I see with selling is not actually supporting the team doing the selling as much as you, as you probably think you like not really being in there in the trenches with them as a leader. Um, I think that's really, really important. And I think a lot of dollars get lost just because there's not that ongoing um, accountability mentorship, um, yeah, yeah. especially if you're selling something high ticket and you have a sales team and stuff like if they're in the trenches, like be there for them. Yeah, I see um, that. I, I have a person right now going through that. Uh, he brought on a sales guy. Uh, and I was like, and, his, and before he brought on the sales guy, uh, he was closing at 80%, the client was. So I mean, he was you know, closing really well. Brought on the, the sales guy and the, sell, the closing rate went down to 10%. Uh, and they're still making a little bit of money, but not as much. Uh, There's it a big cash flow issue. And so I was like, are you recording the calls? He's like, no. And I was like, Wait, dude, we got to record the calls. How, are, how can you give him feedback if you, don't, if you don't know where he's dropping the ball? And he was like, well, I thought I could just, you know, he's a closer. Just do a hand. I was like, no, no, you, you got to lead him. You got to teach him 
Um, you're, this is your genius. This is your world. This is your thing. Like you have to keep. And so he's, he's picking that back up. And I think I just kind of giving somebody an illustration of what you're talking about and, you know, being in the trenches with them and supporting them. Uh, that's, that's what it is. And I, I think, and I've made this mistake so many times. In fact, I almost mis- made it on launching this podcast is like hire a contractor, you read the agreement, like, cool, good, go. Uh, and then you don't train them, even though they're a contractor or whatever, uh, not creating time bandwidth to train them on the agreement. Um, then it just goes into expectations. And then there's like hero and villain and victim roles and the drama's playing out It's fucking chaos. And then the entrepreneur, if they, cause I see a lot of people also in this place run this loop of like, I can't trust anybody. Fuck everybody. I'm just going to stay a solopreneur because nobody's going to be able to yeah. do it. Right. And then they fucking upper limit and they stall out there at that income level, whatever it is. And then they try again and they, they just keep trying and trying and trying again, rather than doing what you're saying, uh, which is be with these people. It takes way fucking longer than you think it's going to take. Um, yeah. And just, just train them like fucking love these people and train them and being willing to, to run together and treat them like you want to be treated. I think is a really important uh, thing here. Yeah, so true. And especially on the selling piece. Um, and again, like if you're, if you're running a product business, it's a bit different, but like if you're a lot of, I know a lot of your audiences in coaching and expert yeah, yeah. space. So if you're selling high ticket and you got a sales team or someone like that, like you being in there to help jumpstart that belief is so important. So yeah, there's the skills, there's reviewing the calls of the skills of selling, but not just the skills. It's like just providing the place of recharging belief and certainty and envision and all those so things. Good. So important because that's like constantly getting tapped out and drained out um, as they're going through those on your behalf. Awesome. Awesome. And then around scaling, do you see any pitfall, any pitfall there? Yeah. So systemizing, um, with systemizing, uh, early on, um, definitely biggest pitfall I see in systemizing early on is generally going to be offer delivery. There's not a very clear roadmap of what is the clear result and the steps to get that result mapped out. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a lot of either one-on-one work going on or there's fear around group and maybe even more importantly, there's not a clear vision on where people are taking their clients. And because there's not that roadmap, then the, like delivery is just messy. Yeah. Um, and often will people will be one and done. Yeah. Like there's something to be said. Part of selling is really establishing the expectation. I mean, obviously don't go past your expertise. Don't lie. But establishing the expectation that like most of this transformation is, yeah, there's some quick wins, but it, there's long journeys here. And like, don't be thinking like, oh, can I serve this person for 90 days? Be thinking, can I serve this person for five years? And so offer delivery systemization onto that um, and clarity around that and being able to scale that so that like, you're not having to deliver the value over and over and over is really a huge thing I see for newer people. Um, I think the next step is scaling the marketing. That's, that's a, that's a big nut to crack Um, paid traffic, um, optimizing your numbers, optimizing like you're doing a BSL or webinar sales page, all of that, um, scaling the, the, the cold traffic in the scaling, the way that you warm them up and then scaling the way that you close. Um, that's probably the next one. And then, um, for the really higher ups, it's, it's, it's scaling the delivery and, and the people handling, systemizing how those people handle those things. So it can be done reliably and in a way that you can trust and, and step away from. Nice. And one of the big mistakes that I see people making, um, is they're not going to be vulnerable. I feel like a lot, and this is at all levels, uh, people who are in their twenties, people are in their thirties, forties, fifties, whatever, whatever level you're at. 
like they don't go first first and be vulnerable. I don't feel like they, lots of people, maybe they just haven't been trained. I guess I wasn't trained. I'm just in this phase where if people aren't willing to be vulnerable with me, I don't even care if it's harsh, just please, for the love of God, be vulnerable with me, <laughs> be fucking real. It drives me a little bit insane uh, because I feel like so many people are, are addicted to these games uh, and justifications and reasons rather than just saying, hey, our agreement was I was going to have this done by Friday. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And like the proactive, like they reach out and they're like, hey, I, this is what happened. You know, I, I overcommitted. I told you I would because I wanted to just like make you feel good and prove and I, I'm sorry. Like, just be fucking real. Like, radical, real fucking leadership. And I feel like it, from the CEO to the C-suite to the business owner to the fucking contractors, if everybody would just be vulnerable, the whole process, my friends, is going to go so much uh, smoother. But that goes all back to shift work and, like, identity totally. stuff. You know what I mean? Totally shift work. And, like, so that comes down to a, a lot of people just aren't aware of what's going on. Um, and I think on a deeper level, so you and I both like it's like a GPS right if you can't tell the truth of where you're starting and you're trying to get like the example I always use you're trying to get to New York State City and you're you're truthfully in Denver but you're telling yourself you're in Dallas you're never going to get to New York City because you're bloody in Dallas and then your GPS is like okay turn right turn left turn and then like if you're in Denver doing those like you're not going to end up like someone in Canada um <laughs> so the reason why people don't tell themselves the truth, I think one of the reasons why I don't tell myself the truth or struggle to tell myself the truth is sometimes I can't see the forest for the trees. But even on a deeper level is like, it's around things that I have a lot of guilt and shame around. And if I tell myself the truth, I can't handle that truth without spiraling into some, I don't want to say depression, but without spiraling into a massive loss of personal power because I haven't learned how to heal that part of myself and to actually just be there in the truth of like, yeah, I overcommitted, sorry. Like, uh, yeah, I was trying to prove myself to you, I overcommitted, this happened that I wasn't expecting, I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not, like I need to reword the agreement. And you, I know that's super small, but um, most people are in drama, they're playing the hero, victim, villain, right? Sure. And, no, I don't know if you talked about that on another episode. No, no, not yet, not yet. We're bringing you back on, my friend. We'll be talking about this one at death. That's sweet. Okay, awesome. One of my favorite frames. Um, so yeah, people are, are playing out drama. And then drama causes on discomfort. And just and like when you're in drama, you read more drama. And then it just turns into this big mess of like multiple layers of drama and, and non-truth telling. And I think ultimately we do it. I do it. Oh, yeah, Everyone does it. it. For sure from a place of the truth hurts and we're trying to avoid that pain ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I keep being reminded, you know, this game about shift, it really is just like the faster we can admit the truth that we're just using your analogy that we are in Denver, the faster that we can collapse time to plug sure. in the right coordinates to be in Dallas. And I'm finding in my own life, there are certain times when, that truth telling that I'm in Denver and then plugging in the coordinates for Dallas, just using us as an illustration may have taken me a month is now only taking me maybe two weeks. And then I continue on the journey and now it takes me two days. And then now it takes me like two minutes and, and certain things. Now there, there's, again, there's layers. There's, there's, there's stuff within me that still may take me a month or something, but there's a lot of the stuff that I've, I've handled, whether it's like conflict resolution, 
speaking my truth, contributing to the pull of dialogue, not looking out there to be seen or heard or proving anything like these types of things. There's still some other stuff I think around masculinity for me uh, that I get to dive into what that really, really is in that center ground, not the fuck you warrior, ha ha man thing and not the pussy artistic, I'm a creator thing. Like somewhere in the middle ground, I think is where I land and I, I get to go on that journey soon. But yeah, like for me, like the, I just had a thing with contractor work, you know, I got to like resolve conflict and use, use the shit that we teach, CPR. I wrote the email, I'm like, ah, that's not the right one. Went through Phil, felt found, and that was the right one. It felt good, shipped it, and then course corrected real fast because I wasn't in hero. I didn't enter into the game as a hero or a victim or a villain, but the contractor did, damn it. And the contractor was playing, and I was still holding, you know, up here the space. And I, I just had to use a framework to hold space, and I wasn't tied if they came or go. Uh, they choose to stay, so it was all good. But Maybe. yeah, man, vulnerability, my friends. I can't tell you enough. Be vulnerable. Jesus talks about this concept that the meek shall inherit the earth. I believe this means that those of us who are willing to be vulnerable have the most influence. This is both externally into the marketplace, and this is internally into the game of business, our marriages, our relationships with our children, our mothers, our fathers. Like, I feel like it goes across the board. Um, in life. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about this whole idea of being vulnerable. They're talking about being real and genuine and authentic, but they're not talking about pulling off the fucking mask and being vulnerable um, from a place of like real truth. You know what I mean? Cool, man. Yeah. I'm being a dead and, and really, I think, no, I love it. And, and I would invite people to consider that vulnerability starts with awareness, like telling the truth about your experience moment to moment. Um, and when you can speak from that place, which is really the place of awareness, which is part of shifting. Um, then like there's so much power because like yeah you have nothing to prove or defend your experience yeah. your experience people can't argue with your experience yeah. <laughs> so dude, we're about to wrap this up dude so if somebody oh, is feeling kind of stalled out right now like where would you advise them to really start to really gain that momentum so that they're either adding six figures to the business or maybe they're kind of scaling to seven figures and beyond um so in the marketplace right now i think uh, again the most underutilized thing is the shift thing um, so no matter where you're at, that's probably like one of the key things. Um, so like look there and then also consider selling, systemizing, scaling. Are you trying to scale before you sell? Are you trying to systemize before you sell? Are you trying to, are you trying to like, just look at the order? Like, are you going through that flow? Um, yeah, it's a really general question, but if, if you're really stalled out, um, take a look in the mirror and start telling yourself the truth of your deepest like your deepest fears and like the truth that like no you're not working you're doing busy work <laughs> um you're like that type of thing and then you'll start to realize like oh i think i'm selling but i'm actually not trying to sell anything i'm just you know, hoping that people will come to me Awesome. Um, and it, almost all of that's going to come back down to shifting. Um, if you're if you're growing a bigger business, like if you have a team and all that stuff, um, I think a lot of that, hopefully, that aha of like, oh, selling, systemizing, and scaling the team, and selling the team on the vision, and helping the team learn how to shift so that they can they can go through this process as well um, in their departments or wherever they're responsible. Um, I think is really huge. Um, so hopefully, like you might be looking at your team right now and realize, man, I am not equipping my team to shift because I, I don't know how to shift for whatever reason you're not. Or, and I'm not selling my team on the vision. I'm not in their corner, like really selling them on, on 
what they're doing and why it's important and where we're going and what's in it for them. Um, I'm not scaling the support for them or systemizing for them. So yeah, just asking those questions, I think would be really powerful. Awesome. Is that helpful? Yeah, very helpful. And if somebody cool. does follow your advice here and they follow, you know, this four step pathway for the freedom flow framework, what do you feel is going to be the impact on their life and business? I mean, this type of framework is the type of thing that can serve you the rest of your life. Like it never ends. You're always, especially if you're in business, right? You're always, even if you're, even if you're an entrepreneur um, in someone else's business, like the skill of shifting and then persuasion, selling, um, and then scaling and, and systemizing that persuasion, um, it's going to serve you no matter what, like no matter where you are, where you're playing, whatever you're doing. If you're, if you're creating something in the world, this is, this is going to serve, serve you. And the awareness of like, just the awareness of something simple like this can give you kind of the framework where you can look and be like, okay, where's my holes? Where's the gap? What gets to happen on the shift level? And then what gets to happen on a very practical, tangible, measurable level with selling or with my strategy on selling or with systemizing or with scaling. Nice. And on the flip side, somebody's listening to this and like, oh, that sound, makes a lot of sense. But ah, fuck it. I'm just going to stay on the selling and the scaling and all of that shit. Like, what's, what's, what's at stake for these people? Hey, I'm going to give you the gift of your experience. Um, I, 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 I'm not here to prove or defend anything. Um, you do what you want to do. Enjoy the journey. Um, normally what I see is that it gets really painful and frustrating. But I think we all go through sometimes... Sometimes we, we all learn lessons different ways. <laughs> so good, dude. This is what I love about you. Fucking real. Just bring in the truth. So there you have it. Mr. Jonathan Heston. Um, dude, fucking love you, dude. You are definitely a truth teller and uh, bringing the light, dude, uh, into a lot of the darkness for a lot of people and helping a lot of people. If you guys want to connect with Jonathan, you can do that at Facebook at facebook.com slash jonathan.heston. So facebook.com slash jonathan.heston. Um, he has a really good Facebook group. Um, it's called Shift. You can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash uh, shift 101. Uh, or you can just go to ajamix.com slash community. It'll take you right there. Um, I'm telling you right now, it's uh, full of amazing content around this whole Freedom Flow framework. And I know every Tuesday, um, he and I host a lunch and learn at 12 p.m. Pacific time in the group where we're, we're covering these type of topics, the shift piece, the sailing, sailing, we're not in a fucking boat, selling, <laughs> selling, selling yeah, exactly. Uh, and the scaling, uh, we're just like really just pouring into the group. Um, honestly, a lot of people have said that we should charge because we give a lot of value, but we're just really wanting to, to feed you guys there. So it's an amazing group. Um, make sure you go do that. And so if you're serious about wanting to add six figures to your business or scale to seven or more, I'm telling you guys, that's the place to be. Um, also, if you want to buy his best-selling book, he has the book. He mentioned it. It's called The Unlimited Self. You can go to Amazon, search for The Unlimited Self. Uh, you, how many re reviews do you have? You have a lot of reviews. A lot of people have bought that book. Yeah, like for a self-published book, like it's, it's done pretty well. Um, it's been a few years since I published it. I think I'm like around, I don't I'm over 300 five-star reviews, I believe. Yeah. Exactly. So, pretty exciting. Yeah. And that book's it's all about- go back and read them sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And guys, that book is all about destroying limiting beliefs, uncovering your inner greatness and living the good life. Um, so I've read it. It's a great book. It's really fantastic. So I recommend that you head on to Amazon, grab the unlimited self. Um, but, uh, I'll drop all these links on the show notes. Um, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Jonathan, dude, thanks for coming on the show, brother. I um, really appreciate dude, you coming. Thank pleasure. you. My pleasure. 
love co-creating with you. I love what you're, what you're creating here. Thank you. Um, it's freaking amazing. That's all for this episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast, but we have plenty more to help you achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. Head on over to ajamix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast. Bye for now.